0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of On Wednesdays We Talk Weird. I'm Ashers, and this is... Ivy. So, I do have an update on my um, sky noises, on my sky dragon. <laughs> um, somebody had actually sent me um, another video, I haven't watched it yet, um, but they sent me another video and another post of the same noises happening on the same night in Michigan, so <laughs> now it's in Michigan. Now it's yes. And um the the cool thing about Michigan is that um that's where well um Lake Michigan is where the current Mothman sightings are happening. So it's like this is no this in and of itself is another synchronicity for me.
1: <laughs> now, do they have
0: any animal testing facilities? <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't mm. know yet. I'll, I'll have to ask around because um, I haven't really pushed it too much. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 getting deep. So I really need to get on top of it. I need to do more with it. Um, you know, of course, I've been researching, but I've I've been do, doing other things. So <laughs> um, you know, I decided to come out of my cave and be social. So I, you know, I did that. But um, yeah, so it's it's.
1: Can't tell if he's throwing a temper tantrum or just <laughs> trying to do a Lord knows about it. <laughs> My Most cat is
0: being an him. asshole tonight, everybody. <laughs> <Bobby>. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's been an update on the Sky Dragon and, um, you know, so we're getting somewhere. So now somehow this is also... You know, maybe it's not directly related to the Mothman, but it it is just odd. (laughs) So we'll see. Because I actually kind of had that thought. I'm like, well, maybe I should investigate this because I already have my plate full with the Mothman and the Midwest happenings anyway. And so, you know, I didn't know if I should just let somebody else have the Sky Dragon or what. But, um, you know, this kind of tells me that for whatever reason, I need to investigate this. so. So other things have been happening in the Fordian world um a lot of uh racists have been called out (laughs) um you know i am kind of really grateful that people are being called out on their bullshit like because it just you know what when these people are transparent it makes it so much easier to decide where i'm gonna spend my money at who i'm gonna spend my time listening to what books i'm gonna buy um it just makes it so much easier And so, you know, I've been grateful for that. I know we've had a couple local businesses that have been under fire. Did you see the lady at UDF? Yes. What the fuck is wrong with people? Who
1: fucking knows? Well, there's been all kinds of videos like that. There was one lady that... She was being racist and got slapped, and it was in a gas station. Was Just, it, but was it here? No. Yeah. But, like, they're popping up everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's all because people are wearing, like, Black Lives Matter shirts or I Can't right. Brew shirts and shit. That's and what like, triggered
0: this lady here. Yeah, somebody's wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, and it's crazy. she got pissed off because she was told to stand in the line with everybody else at an ice cream shop and starts throwing N-words and... Hit dude with a car. She hit somebody with a car. And the police have not done anything to her yet. Well,
1: I feel like when... When he... When he went over the car, I felt that was a, a bit dramatic as well. I
0: could have been.
1: I, I think she did keep pulling forward, but... Like the way he rolled over that car. We couldn't see, because he was filming, we couldn't see
0: his body. So yeah. It's it hard to tell. But you know what? Fuck that bitch, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Either way, yeah. she's wrong.
0: She's wrong. I know she's lost her job. And this, I think this all happened yesterday. She lost her job. And, you know, so hey i mean don't be a racist asshole and
1: yeah for real you know
0: that's all it takes like don't don't go to a fucking ice cream store and feel like you're entitled and should be helped before anybody else because you're white or whatever reason you know whatever the reason is don't don't do that and (laughs) you wouldn't you don't have to face the consequences so you know people people don't get that the first amendment you know is your uh freedom of speech but it's not freedom of consequence and it doesn't even have to do with spoken speech anyway it just says that the government can't punish you for going against them basically And the media you know freedom of
1: speech is actually about your freedom of speech directed towards the government right it just basically means you can't just walk around calling people the n-word or you you know any other kind of racial slur like it's
0: I mean, it's called a hate crime for a reason. It's a crime. It's like (laughs) the moment you
1: say anything about that person that is, you know, whether they're gay, lesbian, trans, black, Asian, like if you comment on any of that stuff and you're in a fight and you attack them, like that instantly becomes a hate crime. Yeah. You know, depending on the laws. There's some laws where you know there's no protections against discrimination like right. that so it's like that's a whole other thing.
0: it is a whole other thing but it's still at the end of the day first amendment again does not mean uh freedom from consequence and so you know that's where we're at now with all these people coming out of the world it's Walmart.
1: like that uh old scene phrase we need to bring you back talk shit get hit yes <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) i think that's been going on a lot you know what fuck those people she's lucky it wasn't somebody because she did hit that man she slapped him across the face and you know what i would have torn that bitch the fuck up it would have been over (laughs) like it would have been over and it's like she's so lucky that he handled it the way that he did and, you know, you can't just go around fucking hitting people. You can't go around calling people the N-word. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, I don't know when people are going to learn, but you can't. But.
1: Well, she was walking away. And if she, if you hit somebody and you walk away and they come after you, they can then yeah. become the aggressor. Yeah. And they can actually get the assault charge, too. Yeah. So you know it just kind of depends especially with him being a man and her being a woman if he would have retaliated girl you know that would have caused That would have
0: been a big deal yeah
1: you know me i'm you done fucking hit a man and then he's wearing a
0: black lives matters t-shirt people would have been like oh those antifas in their terroristic ways right (laughs) it's
1: like you know you don't hit somebody and expect to not get hit back exactly if he hit her back i wouldn't be mad about it now if he more like wrecked her fucking shit yeah i'd be like okay that's that's fucked up right like, she just slapped you like you could have just flicked her on the nose or something <laughs> like <laughs> bad dog no more bad racist oh
0: yeah i don't know um like i said i i'm glad that that people are coming out of the woodwork because it is making it easy, you know, to spot them. And like so, uh,
1: John Stafford.
0: John Stafford's another one. He's really going ham.
1: Yeah. He really he went is. off on uh, this guy named uh, Dean, I think it's Lucas. I don't know. I just know him as Dean. I don't, like, actually know him. I just know of him because yeah. he's a barber, but like, <laughs> he's attacking him. Like, come on dude, like. Right. You need to chill. And then
0: uh Greg McAfee,
1: Yeah, he just he
0: just he just apologized. Oh, did he? He did. You didn't see the apology? Oh my gosh, girl, don't even read it. I wouldn't take it. No, no, he did it on like major news stations. He's not getting his sponsorship back. He lost a lot of his sponsorship. Um, Who won't sponsor him? A bunch of people won't anymore. Um, But he did an apology, and he was like, "Well." I realize now, you know, my mistakes after talking to some of my friends, most of which are black. And it's like, so he pulled the, I got a black friend card. Yeah.
1: So it's like, no. Like, you learned your lesson (laughs) within a week's time. No.
0: (laughs) No. So.
1: That's not how it works. You know, it's,
0: it's, like I said, it's making it easier to, um, to know where to spend your money and where to stick your support. So. Um, I just wanted to mention that because that is a big thing in the weird community right now. Um, and so, you know, we're watching, we're aware that it's going on, <laughs> you know, just want to make that uh, clear, but anyway, so this week's topic, um, is a specific request that we had, um, somebody asked if we would talk about, um, death and so, when they asked if that's what we would talk about they kind of mentioned more along the lines of like scientific sides of like like what they do when you die with your dead body like how they prepare you for funerals and stuff like that and then of course i figured we could expand it and talk a little bit more about other things
1: um yeah i want to talk about the victorian age
0: Oh, the Victorian age, you got some, you're right. Well, we'll get there. You know, let's start off with, with the basic, you know, where we are right now in, in modern day and what we do here, pretty much. So um, one thing that I did want to mention, because a lot of people aren't fully aware, and it we are still in this pandemic, people I think have forgotten some of them, um, was what they do with your body when you die of coronavirus. And it is... Different. I mean, you know, it's not just coronavirus; they do it with it as other, you know, major um, contagious things. But uh, basically, they take your body and they like stuff you stuff all your orifices um, with like cotton balls and stuff, <laughs> which they don't typically do. Um, but because after you die, everything starts coming out, and of course, when stuff starts coming out, they it's infected. It's messy. Well, it's in fact you're. you're it's, gotten... <laughs> it's not very pleasant. <laughs> you know, you piss yourself, you shit yourself. Anything that's that was in your body, it's coming out. And um, so they'll stuff you with cotton balls and stuff to make the cleanup easier, so you don't spread your virus because the virus is still, even though you're dead, very much alive in all of your bodily fluids. And so um, I thought that was a little morbid, and I just kind of want, I guess, wanted to share that fact um and then they take you they take your body to the um they usually keep if you die at the hospital they'll usually keep your body at the hospital until you go through rigor mortis and then after you start because rigor mortis happens pretty quickly um after you die and that's kind of how they can tell um if you've been through it or you know if you've been through or not when you died um, but they'll typically keep you for you to go through rigor mortis and then they will um, at that point like they'll release you for wherever you need to go if you need to go to the coroner for an autopsy they'll do that and you know right after you're done and you're well they actually smooth.
1: haven't been performing autopsies on so they've been categorizing the coronavirus deaths as like say you go in and you have the coronavirus, but you have a heart attack and you die from that heart attack. They'll still list it as a coronavirus death and they don't do the autopsies because they're worried about the infection and all that. But there was well, actually true. people yeah. in, I think, was it Italy that did um, the autopsies on people with coronavirus and they found it's actually like a pulmonary embolism.
0: And it's a that's it's a whole kind of it's a um it's a blood fest it's a blood vessel disease so it's not just a respiratory infection like people thought it was it's a respiratory or it's a um, blood vessel disease which is why um, people are dying of heart attacks with yeah. coronavirus and that's why they're dying of strokes with coronavirus blood clots you don't see that shit with the flu (laughs) you know you don't and so yeah so they they did you know figure that out um i'm just talking in general i guess at this point i should have mentioned that i was switching gears but with autopsies they're not typically done anyway unless it is part of some type of investigation um the
1: family request the
0: family can request it and you know hire their own person to perform it insurance
1: Um, can too
0: exactly but they're not um you know they're not typically done. And so, and I, don't think, I think a lot of people are confused about that. I think a lot of people assume that you die, you're automatically autopsied. You're not, <laughs> you know, so that doesn't always happen. Yeah, but right. if it does, you'll le- you leave the hospital. You know, if it does happen, you leave the hospital and you go to, um, you know, well, you might leave the hospital or you might go down to the morgue, whatever. <laughs> and um, they'll give you your autopsy and then they send you off to the funeral home. And the funeral home prepares people differently depending on um, how they do it. Now, typically, people are you're embalmed, and that's usually because in a couple of days or you know within a week um, they're going to have your funeral, and so they want you to be you know presentable for the funeral. And um, so, when they embalm you, you know they they'll they you know all your other fluids are drained out of you. Then at the funeral home. And uh, they take everything out, they replace it all with formaldehyde. Formaldehyde also helps you look a little more livelier. It kind of gives you a little bit more color. Um, And (laughs) so there's a use for it. Um, You know, sometimes they'll go through the organs and and bag them up, sometimes they won't. Um, Just depends on, (laughs) you know, where you go and what the family's going for. They will go into as much detail with you as you want. Um, But, you know, they'll typically, like when they fill you up with formaldehyde they'll use like the uh like the artery in your groin rather than like your neck or so that way it's not visible to the family and things like that um they sew your eyes shut your eyelids are sewn or some i guess i think they're they've got like a glue or something that would be
1: well they they, the eyes can actually deflate yeah and then sometimes you know they'll puff back up Mm -hmm. when their body's being embalmed and everything Mm -hmm. but then they also have like the like they're like caps like what people would have when they have a fake eye. Yeah. Like if it's not a full on fake like a, eye. Yeah, yeah, not like full glass eye, guess. And then they usually and then they pull them close. Yeah. Or they'll like you know, so that they'll way take the not eyeball, like sunken uh, in. Yeah,
0: or they'll take like the eyeball well they'll take it out and replace it with that. Yeah. And it's easier and then they, they close it up and, and then your mouth as well, they'll close it yeah. up as well. Um and then like usually they'll kind of massage the body out because usually like when you go into rigor mortis your hands will kind of cramp up and do weird things and so they'll kind of massage it out and make it you know work um then they put you in a box and your family sees you and then you you know go into the ground so
1: (laughs) me and my mom actually did my my grandma's hair and makeup for you
0: You guys did it that's awesome that they let you do that yeah they they did hair and makeup honestly
1: one of the weirdest experiences I've had in my life. I'm not like, you know, a completely different person or I look at it all, yeah, you know, whatever. But it was weird, like, you know, we're doing her hair and I grab her hair and I accidentally touched her forehead and her body was just so cold and it was just... It was really weird for me. But, then, yeah. you know, we didn't do her her full face like of makeup we just kind of like you know they didn't like basically made it look
0: like she was alive yeah, yeah. Gave and they did that control. before we got there so That's it wasn't good. like i
1: just seen the whole yeah yeah. that would have been <laughs> traumatizing right. i think well not traumatizing but it would have been kind of like oh my god yeah it's
0: just different well you know that was kind of how i was like with uh my grandma I, you know i was there while she was dying and i didn't stay for her entire death um because like at that point it it was it was so slow it just wasn't her anymore and i was like you know what i'm leaving um then we went to the viewing or whatever and one of my cousins like um oh you know touch her hand she's so cold and i'm like and i did but i just i didn't feel comfortable doing it (laughs) and then like one of my cousins like straight up like hugged her and i was i was kind of i was a little mortified i was like
1: that's weird <laughs> well there's um, people that actually and, and it, it's kind of like from a victorian thing like they would have like post-mortem photos done but yeah these yeah, people will yeah. have a funeral and the person that's dead will literally be out of the casket like they'll have yeah. them sitting in a chair yeah. or it's just kind of weird. you know they've got them on a, yeah. a stand like it's weird like i don't know how i would different cultures do different
0: things i know and it's, it's just it's... weird to me and i don't know i guess it's because again for me it's like that's not that's not that wasn't my grandma that was just
1: yeah my it's grandma's just body. a body. It was just
0: body right it was weird and so i you know but other but people have different you know different cultures have different things so that's the typical um of course we also have another popular option here is, is cremation um so you know you get cremated they don't embalm you and stuff when when you do because they're just putting you in the incinerator um well they might do some but they don't go nearly as far as they do if they're burying you um you know just for the sake of like the funeral and stuff like that because you start decomposing immediately yeah. and you know a body and twelve well, even... hours is going to start stinking
1: even when you are embalmed and, like, prepared for a funeral, once you come out of the refrigerator, you have about five hours. Yeah, you're dying. Yeah, right, your yeah. body
0: is, is, you know, <laughs> it's it's being taken over. So it, it is a very, um, you know, it is a very interesting process. I, I mean, I suggest people look into it um, if they're interested. There's actually a YouTuber that I like to watch, and her channel is called Ask a Mortician. And, yeah, I've seen that. yeah. and she's like she's written all kinds of books and and yeah, stuff I've like seen that, her books. and yeah, and she talks about it a lot. So I highly suggest checking her out. I can't ever remember her goddamn name, but
1: <laughs> yeah, there was um. She's it, cool. Didn't the Roman Catholic Church finally like say it was okay to? Be cremated and only in like 1969 or something like that.
0: I don't know for sure about that, but you, you would probably know more than me about that. Um, probably. I because I it used
1: to be that if you were cremated, that you didn't acknowledge the afterlife. Essentially, that's weird. Yeah. Hold on a second.
0: Yeah, cremation to me seems. I don't know. I am not. I haven't decided yet what I want to do with myself. But, um, being cremated, I don't think sounds like the way I want to (laughs) go.
1: Yeah. I've always wondered, like, you know, when you are dead, like, you know, do you leave your body instantly or are you still kind of there to kind of like be a part of that experience in order to move on? So it's like, if that is the case and like your body is thrown into the fucking oven,
0: and you're a lot you know you're a co- you're, you're aware conscious yeah, yeah that like, it's happening like is that really but i mean is it really any better to be stuck in a hole i don't think so right <laughs> i want to have a big mausoleum where like you can like walk into it and there's like my casket and like it's all like it's really like it's like a made up of iron or something right something cool. people yeah something awesome and like, people can like sit on a little bench and talk to me and we hang out and I hope he, like teenagers come there and have sex at night. Yeah, <laughs> I hope.
1: <laughs> Look for Ashley Hope's Please, it's my
0: which That's another thing I I keep telling Jazz. Me and Jazz have like our packs together for whoever dies first. And I told her, I'm like, listen, I have to die first because I want you to come and dance on my grave. <laughs> She's like, okay. And I told everybody, and I told um I told Shane, I told him that um.
1: Jazz said she would dance on my grave when I died.
0: <laughs> well, he's in on it. He's like, oh, yeah, anyway. um, But I asked him if he would piss on it. And he's like, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, please. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. So I got to find somebody that will piss on my grave now, too. So I don't know. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so there's a couple of options. And then, like, nowadays, people with their ashes, they do, you can do different things with ashes. And you can. Um, some people do, like, the bio tree thing where you yeah. put your ashes in a tree and it grows or, um, you know, put, you can put your ashes anywhere and they grow. Um, I know that, like, our friend Jazz, she, um, her mom, she has a piece, like, a vial necklace with, like, a, some, some of her ashes in it. And then um, she also, like, whenever she travels anywhere, she takes some of her mom's ashes and dumps them wherever she goes. And, um, you know, which sounds cool, but then, like, I remember talking to her dad one day, um, and he was, like, saying how he doesn't really like that because then it's like, she's not really whole. And I'm like, well, I've never really thought of it that way before, I guess. You know, maybe he's right. I mean, would that disrupt the soul if you're not? I mean, supposedly it doesn't horror movies. <laughs> I
1: mean, uh, you know, I dismantle don't think people so. in
0: very different places. But. I
1: think it's more of a sentiment for, like, the people that knew you more than anything. Well, that's another
0: thing, I think, is that, you know what, when you die, whatever it is that happens to yourself when you die, is not really for you. It's for the, it's for whoever is left. You know, that's, that's what it is. Because, I, you know, I wholeheartedly believe that you die and that's it. You know, that's it for your consciousness. And, um, you know, I, of course I can't prove that, but that's what I would like to believe happens and your consciousness leaves and goes somewhere else. Um, and so I would think that whatever it is that's done with your body would be more for your family and your loved ones and stuff than it would be for you. And so, you know, that's my personal opinion on it. So, there's like I mean, there's some options here. Um another really cool option that like I would prefer, um <laughs> if I could do it, would be a sky burial where they just they take your body wrapped in some type of biodegradable um cloth and they put you on the top of a mountain and they. Let vultures and animals and shit have at you, and it's like that's natural. I mean, that makes much more sense. And so it's like, you know, because and then
1: like ten thousand years later, they'll uncover your skeleton, <laughs> like this frozen and ice, lived
0: with the wolves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. They unfreeze me and I'm alive again. <laughs> like, hey. <"Hi!" laughs> <laughs> Pulling my titties out, I'm like, "Let's do this." <laughs> it's been two thousand well, years, got one. The other right. one got, ate off It's
1: gone. <laughs> the only, the one that was salvageable was only salvageable because you like landed on it. <laughs> it was just buried him under him my, my armpit.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I think that would make a lot of sense because it's like when you die, it's like you get put in a hole, right? Well, we're just, I mean, we're just. That's a space taken that you know we need. Eventually, if we're all putting holes, and we're not gonna have any more space to put any more people or anything, and so that seems kind of you know. And then like it's not like like caskets aren't typically biodegradable, you know. And so, which you can have like a natural burial where you're buried in just like a shroud and you're biodegradable. That's another kind of option. Um, but then like when you're cremated, it's like you know eventually down your generation. Nobody's going to know who the fuck's ashes these are. And you're going to end up on a fucking thrift store shelf somewhere. <laughs>
1: Somebody's going to open you up and you're going <laughs> home to shit.
0: Right. And then you're stuck with that motherfucker for the rest of your eternity. So, <laughs> or at least until they die. <laughs> and then somebody else finds your ashes. It's like a genie. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I feel like that's pretty useless. Um, you know, and then, uh, well, what you were talking about, before I get more into, like, people around the world, you were talking about, like, the Victorian times. You were saying,
1: you had some stuff. I just, I like it. You do? You like the way that they
0: handled things? I mean, I don't
1: necessarily like it. Like, I wouldn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But they do have some, like, interesting, like, they had the post-mortem photography. And, like.
0: And that is interesting. Um, Cherish, um, my friend Cherish, she owns uh, an oddity shop in Fairborn. It's called The Secret Chamber. And um, she has some photographs that she, when she sold them, she's told that they're, post, they're post-mortem photographs. And so, but she's got them and you can buy them there. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. And you look at them and you're like, is this, which one's dead in this? Because some of like you can't tell. Yeah. Like if you look at them, you really can't tell if they are or aren't. And so it's like, they did a really good job. But then again, back then you had to take a picture. Everybody had to sit still. For hours and hours and hours well who better to do that with than a dead body (laughs) so but they did they did some really impressive stuff with them and
1: uh, you know so it was um, Well, they have like different phases of grieving too I think it's like three or four in total there's like you know full mourning partial mourning I forget what the other ones are called I think it might only be three I don't know but the full mourning is for women and well i think men could participate i'm not too sure but men and women
0: do seem to have different roles even nowadays in different cultures yeah um like i know in uh gosh i can't remember what it is i've read so much about death lately um one, one other culture currently like when who when when the person dies um if they're male or female like if it's a man that dies then the men in the family will come and like bathe the corpse and stuff like that. And then if it's the female, then the females will come and yeah. invade the corpse. And so, um, you know, they do have different practices now around the world, just depending on where you're at. You know, we have the, um, like the catacombs in Italy mm-hmm. are just stacked on top of each other with dead people. And <laughs> and it's yep. wild. Well, and whenever
1: there was any kind of mass, like, deaths... Where do you put these people? Yeah, there was, like, some, some places that would dig a 20 foot hole and stack them on top of each other and then they would like be buried just beneath the surface of the ground like grave robbers could come and get bones most you know quarters were you know messed with or yeah yeah just like weather would damage the gravesides like all kinds of stuff because they didn't have anywhere to put people yeah yeah, You know, it's like, what am I going to no. do? Dig six holes or put six hole, six bodies in one hole? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> They're you know? dead. They
0: don't care. <laughs> but it's cool. You can go visit them. Um, like the one in Italy has the, um, the little girl, the Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. And she, she died in 1920. She died at the age of four years old. Um, her name is uh, Roselia Lombardo and she, um, she died of pneumonia and they decided to try this experimental kind of embalming or whatever with her. And she still looked perfect. I mean, she's like perfectly preserved. Still looks like a child laying there sleeping. And so it's, it's really interesting. But every once in a while, here's, here's the creepy for you guys, every once in a while, her eyes will open up and close. Hmm. Now, scientists say that's just some type of reaction that her body has to being preserved. But other people, you know, seem to think that there's something else, you know, going on. But, yeah, her eyes, you can watch a time-lapse video of it, and they'll slowly peek open, and then they'll go back down. Weird. Yeah. And then I believe the scientist, that, or the doctor, whoever he was, that embalmed her, um, he also was embalmed the same way. And he's also there. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and she's still um she's still around like i said roselia
1: well and that whole eye-opening thing you and know there she is oh yeah that's creepy and, the,
0: <laughs> and she's been dead for now 100 years 1920 yeah that's great and, and but she's still i mean well preserved anyway continue the eye-opening um,
1: thing yeah the greeks they actually used to put coins over the eyes and a coin in the mouth or, you know, one or the other, because for them to um, pass over, you know, into the underworld, they had to uh, cross the. I think it's called the Styx River. Yeah. Well, and their yeah. the coins were to pay the ferry. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right. But there's also other cultures that mm. do that same coin technique because they feel like when people die with their eyes open that they are actually scared of dying because of their life, you know, course or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, them putting the coins over their eyes prevents their eyes from reopening and allows them to to peacefully move on. pass
0: on. That's wow.
1: Well, it's weird. I, yeah, it's
0: pretty cool. It is weird. It's weird what different people think and, and do. But it's like, know, did that, um,
1: you know, does it? Where does it all come from? You know, where do these? That's a good
0: question. That's a good basically good rituals
1: come from.
0: That's a good question. Why are they all so different from each other? In other countries, um, well, like in Brazil, um, when you die, you're free to take home the body and have it at your house um, for people to come and visit. For a couple of days or however long you need actually sometimes in america they'll let you do that um, trigger warning um but they'll let you do that with uh babies if you're if your baby's born stillborn sometimes they'll let you take it home with you a couple of days and then you know release i actually worked at um i worked at a pet store when i was 17 And um, this lady came in with her dead baby in the stroller. And it was very bizarre, but it's like, you know, who are we to say (laughs) that you can't do this? Um, You know, where her husband um, had like warned us that (laughs) that was happening. I don't know, it was really weird. You know, it was really weird, but um, anyway. Um, so, but in Brazil, they'll let you take the family member home and you usually have to wake at home and then you'll have the funeral. You might have a funeral home or you could have it at a funeral home, whatever. Um, well, there was this little boy and, um, his name was, um, Kevin. I think it was Santos, Santos, um, anyway, he was two years old. He died of pneumonia and the family took him home and, uh, you know, they had him there throughout the night or whatever and, you know, family members were coming and going and visiting. And then um, at one point, uh, while a family member was visiting, and mom and dad's there, um, this two-year-old dead child sat up in his coffin, looked at his dad, and said, Daddy, can I have some water? And then laid right back down where he was. And they couldn't get him to wake up again. The family was freaking out, <laughs> like, what?
1: They were very confused. And right. so it would be one thing if it was just like one person that saw it, but like, right? Other family members <laughs> like, were there. Uh, the, just yes.
0: <laughs> and so they tried to wake him up, and they picked up his body, and they took him, uh, rushed him to the hospital, where the, you know, doctors said, no, this child's dead. Um, and then they were kind of like. Mm-hmm playing around with what to do next but they did have the funeral and they did you know bury him um but they ended up uh later suing the hospital for malpractice um because they well I don't I don't know what the outcome was of that but I know that they did sue um because they either um had his death wrong the first time they declared it or they maybe had it wrong the second time as well so um, but when I was looking into the story and that was kind of, when, when somebody had requested death, that was kind of one of the first topics that popped in my mind was, um, people that like die and then come back from the dead. And, um, but the first story that I thought of was the two year old in Brazil. Cause that was like one of the first times I had really read about anything like that. And, um, as I've been researching, this shit happens all the time in different countries everywhere.
1: Well, in the Victorian era, they were actually scared of coming back to life, so they would actually have a bell bell. bell above the grave, and it would be through the grave and tied around your hands. That way, if you were in your casket and you woke up, you could (laughs) ring the bell. I'm here. Um... Could you imagine walking through a graveyard and <laughs>
0: ding ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Oh, we got another one. <laughs> it's a dead ringer, that's where that term comes from. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's you know, it but we don't have anything like that nowadays because we believe that we're so technologically advanced that we don't need it. Um, which obviously has proven time and time and again wrong, as I'm about to explain. So, you know, I read about the case of the two year old little boy. There was another little girl also that was actually a viral video going around on YouTube um, of this little girl waking up from the dead. And uh, she, um, I guess one of the preachers or something that was there at the funeral, they like opened up her casket. And when they did, they claimed that the child's head was moving. And when that happened, they get her out. And that's the video only shows up them getting the child out and then walking out with the child. And they took the child to the hospital and the doctor said, no. This kid's dead, but then I think they got a second opinion, and the one doctor was like, I, "You know, I don't know. She could wake up," and <laughs> and so the mom was very confused. I know they at least at least kept her for five days, maybe more, before deciding what to do because they didn't know what to do. But the child started decomposing, and you know that's a sure sign of death. So I mean, very sad. Um, but then like other instances are kind of, you know, they're kind of funny in an ironic way. There was a lady in Poland who, um woke up at, at her funeral and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and well she wakes up at her funeral she starts screaming and initially they put down that she died of a heart attack or whatever and so she starts freaking out and screaming they rush her to the hospital and she dies again within 12 12 minutes the poor lady woke up at her own funeral and had a heart attack and died <laughs> you know oh, shit <laughs> yeah yeah so and then, you know, I did notice a theme with that is that most of these people, aside from maybe like the children, and then there are some other incidences, but, um, most of these people have, uh, some type of cardiac arrest and then they just don't, it seems like they don't really revive them or try to revive them because they assume that this is it. And then something else maybe revives them. Another guy, um... <laughs> Another lady, I'll tell you about. She she had a head injury, and she ended up. Um, she was an older. She was like ninety one, and she ended up going into cardiac arrest at home. And it was in a different country, so the practices were different. I think she's she was in China, and so um, instead of calling a doctor and getting her checked out, they just were like, well, she's dead. And you know, they had her body, and they were doing their own like rituals and things like that. Actually, their uh, in their culture. Um, you're not supposed to do anything with the body for like a week until, you know, and maybe that's to make sure that they're dead. I don't know, but, um, you're not supposed to do anything with it. So they just kept it at home and then they, um, but they put, had her in a coffin at home and then somebody came home one day and looked at the coffin and she wasn't there. (laughs) And they went into the kitchen and there she was, she was cooking a meal and she was just like, Oh, I slept for so long. I was just, I'm so hungry. I had to make something to eat. (laughs) She woke up and was cooking and was alive you know um and then another guy he woke up uh and well right before his autopsy and um they ended up apparently supposedly they cut into his face which i think was weird yeah but they they do well i I think he
1: actually woke up and that's what
0: well they cut him in the face and that's what woke him up and then they freaked out because he had live blood coming from his face And so um, they cut into his face, he starts bleeding, they're like, oh shit, and he wakes up because, he says it was because he was just in so much pain, you know, that he woke up, but he was dead. You know, these people are dead people. And then countless, I mean, just countless people waking up in the morgue and scaring the shit out of the staff. And, you know, so that, it happens, it happens a lot. And that's really scary to me, (laughs) like I said you know what if then you're like oh i'm gonna be buried or you know i'm gonna be cremated it's like but what if you're not actually dead when that happens i mean so it's like i want to have as natural death as i possibly can or as natural burial as i possibly can but the more natural you go the less they do with your body so therefore you could still be alive and they just stick you in a hole yeah. and it's like i just that's scary to me <laughs> are
1: you uh, an organ donor
0: I am. Well, okay, so I guess you're yeah. right about that. So I guess they'll have to cut me open at some point. And you know, I out. figure,
1: fuck it. You know, might as well advance science in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And of course you got people that,
0: you know, clinically die a couple times and they have their own experiences. And, um, you know, I think we decided we're going to talk about that on a different episode just because there's so much involved. And I think it would be better to just do a, kind of a whole episode on the afterlife. In general and then we can talk more about their cultures and you know what other people think when what happens when you die and, so, <laughs> and we'll just save that part for that time but but yeah um it, it does it happens a lot so these people and some people continue to live you know after they wake up from the dead and they talk about it and some people don't and you know that's just you know they'll wake up for a second like I said in case like that little boy he woke up for a second and he was dead again that old lady you know she woke up and died so
1: Well, and they, there's scientists that actually say that when you are dying, that your body releases like a a hallucinogenic type of whatever, I forget what it's called, but it makes you hallucinate essentially, and that's why people will see like a light or whatever. So it's like, could you imagine if like that happened, like you're declared dead and that whole process happens and the whole time you're just tripping the fuck out (laughs) and then you like come back to reality like (laughs) what
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be weird (laughs) that would be yeah that would be a very strange experience i yeah i don't know um i just you know so like i said some people just continue like i said the one lady she just thought she was asleep the whole time, and she was hungry when she woke up. Well, she didn't eat for, like, a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, you know. That'll she, do it. That was also the case of this. I think it was, a, I'm pretty sure it was a child, a younger child. Oh, gosh, I wish I would have looked this up. I just thought about it, though, because um, I, I do true crime and stuff, too. And I follow that stuff because I'm weird. Um, a child got outside in, like, the middle of winter, and, you know, they found her in the morning, and she was, I mean, she should have been dead. And you know, she was frozen <laughs> and they take her, you know, they take her into the hospital and they do everything that they can to get her body to the her up. And they're just like, you know, I don't know. She was frozen <laughs> and you know, below zero weather. She's froze to death. Um, but no, she lived, I mean, she lived without any serious damage. And you know, that's just a fucking miracle right there. So I mean, it makes you wonder. And then like another statistic, the reason why I talked about this because a, a statistic I read was about um, dead people and like where when people most commonly die like in their life and um like say they're already actively dying you know and you know some individuals will wait until a holiday or a birthday or like a major you know they'll kind of wait for a major life event and then they'll die or they end up dropping dead like at the event (laughs) you know because they've just hung on for so long so it's like how much of it are you in control of when you die you know do do you get to choose to some extent you know because obviously the science shows that you kind of do um you know and so i thought that was very interesting and so like i I like to think of the case of the frozen girl because it's like um you know she should be dead but she's not you know and that's a lot of people survive a lot of really weird freak accidents and it's like why didn't they you know why you know why not them um you know why not me (laughs) (laughs) please now (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) but yeah I mean you know know, things do happen and you know and they question they do question it you know I'm sure they do a lot of them do um but it's like is it because they just have that strong will to continue to live that you know you can will it to some extent you know and then older people when you watch older people die my grandmother she um told my aunt about two months before she died she said I'm dying what do you want because <laughs> my grandma had five kids and a million grandkids so <laughs> she was trying to plan it before she even died. but she knew you know and she died and they know you know they just they just know and it's like you know do they get to that point like while they're dying or they're like deciding like am i ready yet am i ready yet And then they just are like okay now's now's the time Really? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like okay you know is that is that what happens Um, it's hard to ask them because usually then you start getting really loopy and out of it and i know my grandma did she started seeing stuff and my grandma didn't have dementia or anything she just that's just normal you know when when people are dying they just get strange and so um you know i don't know It, it, it definitely makes me question a lot of things that you know i believe in or don't believe in or whatever so it's just interesting death is a very interesting topic it's something that we all have to discuss um but we don't all feel comfortable talking about it um i know that i keep trying to like bring it up to my mother <laughs> um for various reasons because you know let's be honest i have a lot of health issues i could die before her and or you know anything can happen regardless of health issues or not as soon as like you are kind of an adult in some type of way like you should already start planning your death you You should get in
1: a car accident because
0: right it could happen at any point in time and i have a child and you know i have to be responsible and uh and then plus you know when my mom dies i want to know what she wants me to do with her you know i gotta know all the decisions that she wants to make because sometimes you know things just happen and so I kind of like try to nonchalantly bring it up, and it's, like, it's have weird. Have you
1: got your will in order? She
0: she needs to actually she needs to fix it. Um, <laughs> she does need to fix it, and you know we've kind of talked about that. But
1: <laughs> you know, my uh, grandma left my aunt one dollar.
0: <gasps> wow! Oh, your grandma, fucking <laughs> like shade of the century. <laughs> what did she really? I'm so glad none of our family listens to our podcast. Um, right. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> well, don't be a bitch. <laughs> don't be a bad person.
1: And I mean, that that was that's, her daughter. Yeah, that's so.
0: wild. Oh, my gosh. She was going to show her, wasn't she?
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know, i I do wonder if, like, you know, she would have changed that if, you know, like, she, knew, she knew when she was going to die or, like. You know, because she died of congestive heart failure, so it's yeah. kind of just like, you know, you might know, but by the time you know, it's you, you late can't to know. Yeah. Like, let me go fix my will, you know. <laughs>
0: Why, do you think they fix things eventually in life?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: You don't think she would have left her the dollar at the end?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those I, things. You, know, you I, don't know because it'll never think happen. She would have adjusted that. I don't think she would have left that. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's I, weird I, to think about.
0: I yeah. I know that my mom right now, um, with the guy that she's with, they've been together for like fifteen years, and you know, of course, you know when they moved in together and things got serious, they, you know, kind of went over that kind of stuff and. Um, so he's in her will and he gets money, but now that they don't, you know, well they're together, but she doesn't want to be with him. She wants to take him out. And so, <laughs> God, I hope they never listen to this. Um, you know, so she she needs to modify it. And so, like I I know that if she died and he got as much, and of course when they did this, we were still um, my sister and I both were still kids. My daughter was not around, and so my daughter is currently not in her will.
1: Um, oh, yeah. She's going to want to fix it. She's going to want to fix it. Right. She's exactly. going to take what she was going to leave to Jim. Yeah. And and, leave it and
0: give it to Bailey. She... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, and that's the plan. She just needs to do it. Um, but anything can happen. You know, anything can happen. And so I'm like, uh, you need to do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those. Th- and then she, she has um, life insurance policies for both me and my sister. But then it's like you know i don't know what that's gonna mean like when i die i think she still gets money for me right now even though i'm an adult um but that but it's like realistically anything that happens when i die should go to my child so it's like what does that mean exactly and you know so we gotta figure that out um but i know she wants to be cremated but i don't know if she wants to be like spread somewhere i don't know if she just wants to sit on a shelf somewhere, um, you know, that's completely up to her because then, like I said, I thought about it with Jazz and her mom, um, you know, she, uh, you know, and her dad, and they did make that point. Like, if you separate the pieces, then what does that do? You know, so I wanna be able to respect as much as I can what it is she would want to do, so, um, you know. I just know that my funeral, I want it to be lit as fuck.
1: Right. If y'all need to to fight, fight. If (laughs) y'all need to cry cry and just
0: i just don't
1: yeah you know come to my fucking funeral protesting and shit girl protesting (laughs) (laughs) these motherfucking crazy ass christians and shit girl
0: yeah that's true disrespectful no i want my funeral funeral be a big old party and everybody says that but nobody ever does it nobody ever follows through it's like You know, but no, that's what I want. I want a big party, and I want everybody to, you know, to celebrate my life, not mourn my death, because then that makes my life seem like it didn't mean anything until I died. So, you know, and then I want people to come, and I want them to put me in the hole, and as soon as that bitch is fresh and and done, dance on it. Bring a boombox. box it's going to be possible. Party! find a boombox somehow somewhere <laughs> and have a big party at my grave and I want people I want other people like at the cemetery to look over and be like wow what did that bitch do in her life to have all these people dancing on her grave <laughs> <laughs> and I want it to happen every year and every memorial day and my birthday and <laughs> so you know I, I know that for sure um <clears throat> because if i'm not disturbing people in the afterlife then i did something wrong with my regular life so <laughs> you know that's the way i see it but yeah it is a, it is a hard topic to talk about it's hard to face your own mortality it really is um you know it's it's not easy and then talking about death kind of brings that out you know then you start think. then you really are like hit with the hard facts and you're like oh no i'm gonna die you know we all have that moment a couple of times in our life like oh god one day i'm not gonna be here and i don't know what that's like and because it is scary because we don't know no way to prove it but um yeah you guys, you should talk about it you should talk about it with your loved ones and you know because it is inevitable you're going to die we have tried to beat death since we have been a species and it's not possible so as of yet, as of but, yet. You, know. <laughs> you know but because people have tried it for so long i don't know i just don't think that it's something we'll ever accomplish so but that's what i think on it do you have any uh final thoughts on the death
1: well i think before we started talking about all this we should have probably mentioned something about suicide and if is thinking about suicide to reach out for help but not only the people that are suicidal yeah. to reach out for help but just in general reach out to the people in your life and let them know that you care because odds care are if somebody it. is suicidal they don't have the energy to fight themselves and reach out and get help sometimes right. they need that person to come Essentially rescue them too, you
0: know. I under you yeah, know, I can I am very much that person. I yeah. will not
1: reach out for help ever. Yeah, and same. so I and
0: not even just that. Like even if you're like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm Gucci. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> you know, but you know? I, I need it like pulled out of me. And so, um, yeah, always check on your people. Don't feel like you're being annoying or bothering anybody because the fact of the matter is, is that the people that value you anyway in your life are going to
1: be happy to hear from you. <laughs> you know, just you make you sure just, everybody's got their will in order. You know, you know like exactly. girl, you, you got your will together. Just,
0: you know what, if this, if you need a reason to call your friends and talk to them about their afterlife plans, this is it. Just call them one day. Just, hey, you know, when you die, what would you like me to do? You want me to play a certain song at your funeral? Show a certain picture? Is there anything you want? You know? if that if that gives you the uh, motivation to reach out to people, um, do it because you just, you know, just, you know, suicide, uh, suicide aside, um, you just don't know what's gonna happen. Life can turn so fucking quickly and you just really never know. And you know, we take advantage of that. We're all guilty of it. I try to be a very much live in the moment type of person. And, you know, although I do think I'm a little more aware than, you know, a lot of people are the day to day, I still have days where I, you know, forget to be that person. And I just sit around on the couch in my underwear, eating ice cream and watching horror movies, (laughs) you know, and I could have spent that. And There's nothing wrong with self-care, but, you know, I could have spent that time indulging in, in a relationship with somebody else because, I mean, we're all we got at the end of the day, so... Absolutely. Yeah. Reach out to your people, check on your folks. It's been a very trying year. It's believe it or not, it is still 2020, (laughs) but also believe it or not, it is already June of 2020. (laughs) It's been, things have been heavy. And I think that the, I think that the pandemic and the um, followed with right now, what's going on our protests and things like that. um, I think it's really brought it out in people to change. Like I think the mo- the movement for, you know, being nicer to each other, um, I think now's the time to do it. I think now finally people are starting to get it. You've still got your idiots, you're always gonna have your fucking idiots. I, I hate that. But they're never gonna go away.
1: Right. But we but can one lessen day, the number. They will be a minority. They will.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that right now we are pretty much neck and neck with that. I think we're we're fighting for um, the majority, and I think yeah. that we're winning. And so, and I and I've seen a lot of people that have been willing to be educated. My mom, my mom said something about um, my mom. She's a she works in healthcare, and so with the coronavirus, um, she has been very upset with what's happening on the internet, <laughs> and <laughs> she's been upset about what people are saying about the coronavirus. And she's been a keyboard warrior, bless her little heart. But um, one thing that she mentioned, she did not want to talk about, um, like the race issues going on. And she said, because she's white, it doesn't matter what she says, she's wrong. There's somebody out there that tells her she's wrong. And um, I can kind of see where she's coming from, but I tried to explain it to her is that, you know, as long as you're willing to be educated, as long as you're willing to learn why you're wrong, then it's not an issue. You know, as as long as you are willing to sit down and listen when someone tells you that you're wrong, then you're a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Especially for somebody like her who's in her 50s and, you know, she grew up in a different time. It is different. And and I can understand that because racism is very much learned.
1: Wow. And that's and being a white mind woman, that we need to change.
0: It is. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to learn. You know, there's nothing wrong with being wrong as long as you're willing to admit that you're wrong and then learn why you're wrong. So, you know, I want everybody to keep that in mind too. Um, especially, you know, with me, I don't always get it right. You know, and I know that. Being white, I will absolutely never know what it's like to be black. It's not possible. <laughs> or just a person of color in general, it's not possible. And I might not say the right things, like for a long time I was one of the people that said that you know I don't see color, I don't see color, I just see people. And I found out that that was incorrect because by saying you don't see color, then you're erasing an entire culture. And it's like, okay, all right, well then tell me. (laughs) You know, teach me why that's incorrect. And and I learned, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, I think white people really underestimate the process of what it is to release everything that you've been taught yeah subliminally or just flat out right and it's a hard process you know it, it it's not anything like what some of our you know black brothers and sisters have to go through or any person of color you know but it's our journey within that same realm you know we have certain priorities that we need to take for ourselves and for the people that the system was not designed for yeah we are what's going to make a big difference right you know we have to be able to understand what it is that we're doing wrong right why it is that we're doing those wrong things and change our behaviors change our perceptions and you know if we can't do that we're only going to be part of the problem and you know some white people just feel that it's too hard of a task and it's like it's no comparison it's It's right it's not and it's like
0: you know and I don't you know and that's what people like don't understand about like black lives matters is that they're like or black lives matter they're like you know all lives matter but it's like black people aren't saying that nobody else's life matters but you know what all these people that are talking about police brutality towards white people and there are cases of police brutality towards white people and there are some very horrific ones that have happened and nobody was punished if you're so angry about it start your own movement start your own movement and get out there and let people know that you're angry about it but the thing about starting a movement is that it's fucking wonderful to have allies (laughs) and so recognize that and then look at other people don't just care about your movement you can care about multiple issues at a time you're allowed to do that nobody's saying that you can't but by you saying all lives matter instead of black lives matter you're invalidating those people that have their own movement in their own fight that they need to that they need to fight and right. they need you to help them
1: <laughs> and don't start a movement called white lives matter right either, that's because just, that's already a given right with our system that that's is not the your only struggle. life that matters
0: that's not your struggle right that's not your that's not your fight to fight for yourself you're supposed to be fighting it for them <laughs> You know, not just you. But not just, I mean, not even just for them. Fucking fight it for your kids. What kind of world do you want your kids in? You know, do do you want them in a world where racism still exists? I mean, do you really want that divide? And if you do, you're a racist.
1: And we don't like you.
0: And right, you need to go away. We will will defund you. (laughs) You know, because I'm a woman, okay, I'm a woman. And I'm a woman who I've always grown up in poverty you know and um i i'm a single mother you know i i i'm I'm, well i guess i'm gay i don't i'm pansexual so i mean i'm i'm gay
1: (laughs) well you're (laughs) you're pansexual right so i'm part of that community
0: you know and so you know of course like yes i'm a minority in the sense of other things but i will never ever ever be judged for the color of my skin Right. It just will never happen for me and that's fine. I'm happy. You know, I'm I'm grateful that that won't happen, but I'm sad that it does happen because it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my daughter, she she um has this best friend at daycare and uh you know, she was talking about her a lot and she's like, "Oh yeah, we're sisters, we're sisters." And then I go to daycare and guess what? It's a little black girl. Hmm. And I was extremely proud of that moment, you know, because that's what we're doing. That's the next generation you know, that's the next step. She does not, I've talked to her about the protest. I've educated her. We talk about a lot of things and I'm very, she's eight and I'm very open about things with her. And um, she's very upset that um, the police are killing people because of the color of their skin. (laughs) She's not okay with that. And um, like I said, it, it, it makes me proud because if we continue with this and we continue fighting with this and we continue fighting on the right side, then There's the change right there that like I said, that's the next generation and you know, that's where it's it's gonna be in our children and stuff like that And, And we can admit we can sit back and admit, you know, okay We were wrong, but they don't have to be you know, the future people don't have to be and 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 you don't have to be anymore I don't have to be anymore, you know, we can learn so, you know I just want everybody to know that if I say something that is incorrect Absolutely, let me know and and educate me as to why I'm open to learning and um not everybody is but i think that we should try to take that stance a little bit more with people and try to educate um but of course i'm a i'm a peace lover i'm not a i'm not a fighter yeah um you know but if you can (laughs) if you can and i know if you can calmly have a conversation with these people and they're willing to learn teach them even when they're not willing to learn try to put the information in their face at the time they might be so caught up in the fact that they're being called wrong that they won't see it. But you never know. Maybe one day they're going to sit down and go, you know what? I was wrong. And, you know, you might not know that you changed that person, but because you're honest and you're you, eventually you will. Right. So. <laughs> the more
1: white people can change their mentality the more it's going to have an effect on the white community. And the white community needs to be on the side of the black community before the black community could, say, be on our side. Yeah. Because it's not that they're against us. It's not that we're against them. But, you know, this system that we are stuck in was developed to be that way. Yeah, the system that puts us against each other. Right, and... And we don't have to be. Yeah, we have to make
0: we a can stand, stand right? With that
1: people that are standing up for themselves that don't have as much of a voice or mm-hmm. as much power in this system. Exactly. And that is people of color, minorities as a whole. Exactly. And, you know, people of color, especially black people, are victimized the most. We they literally kidnapped people from africa and enslaved them and white people were upset that they didn't want to be slaves anymore
0: have you heard about <laughs> jane elliott
1: Mm-mm. oh
0: my gosh i'll have to show you everybody <laughs> please go on youtube and look up jane elliott she is absolutely amazing she's she's this older white lady and she goes and she explains, you know, she it really explains the system and breaks it down. And she gets so in your face about the racism and shows how it's been set up all these years. And one thing that she said the other night, I'm getting chills talking about it. She was talking about um, how we went and we took these people from Africa and we brought them over here. And we told them that we brought them over here because they're the worst of the worst and they deserved it and blah, blah, blah. When realistically, we took the best of the best and convinced those people that they were shit, basically. And that's, you know, where for us here in our country, that's where it started. And she's just, she's absolutely amazing. Um, she'll do like demonstrations and stuff and she'll give like lectures. And when she does, she usually, there's at least one white person that gets very worked up and tries to tell her she's wrong, but man, she, she'll put you right in your place. <laughs> it's crazy how it works. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we just need to, you know, we're all human. Let's all just love each other, man. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my stance on it. Um, you know, that's, and and if that means that, we have to pitch a fit to, to fight for one another, then that's what it is. That's what love is, is to fight for one another. And that's what we need to do. Uh, my mom actually made a good argument. You were talking about white people. If more white people are on the right side, then it'll show those other white people that they're wrong. If we can make the other group of white people the minority, then great. Um, my mom went to the tanning, the tanning salon. You know my mom and her tanning. Yeah. um so she went to the tanning salon this isn't necessarily a race thing but it's a herd mentality thing and while she was standing in line she said there was a total of four customers there and two employees and she said she was the only person there aside from the employees that was wearing a mask and the one lady was they were all the other three ladies were all kind of joking about how wearing masks is ridiculous and the one lady's like yeah i just don't see the, the point and Blah 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 and my mom told her, um, "Well, considering I work directly with coronavirus, you should be glad I'm wearing this mask." <laughs> and she said she shut her right up, and the other ladies, nobody said shit. And you right. know, the other kind of employees, they're not for me; for they're for you, right? right? And so, and she pointed that out real quick and shut everybody up. And so, and you know what? And she was one, one to five other people in a room that didn't really, nobody stood up, but because she was the one that did, guess what? <laughs> and you know what? <clears throat> she probably made a point that day. I mean, she probably did. And the person might might have then thought about it. Well, gosh, that is kind of not Cause she walked in her scrubs and her mask and was like, well, <laughs> you should be glad I'm wearing this mask. And she's not wrong. So, you know, that herd mentality really is extremely important. It can be used for very scary things. And it has been up until this point. It doesn't have to anymore. We can use it for better things.
1: <laughs> right. We well, can. Well, there's that, that girl, Kimberly Jones, that just posted a video a few days ago. And, you know, she's speaking from a black perspective because she's a black person. Yeah. And she touch base touches base on, you know, incidences where the government has came for black people. But... She also basically brings it all together in a way that we as white people can understand what they went through. Not to the degree of actually experiencing it, but understanding where people are coming from, but also how that same injustice is being done to all people but yeah you know the fact of the matter is is black people need to be the focus of this movement yeah and you know just like our elderly need to be protected during the coronavirus
0: absolutely you know we can take
1: that seriously so we need, we need to take black lives
0: seriously, seriously. As well. And, well right and again just because you support one movement doesn't mean that you all of a sudden don't give a shit about women's rights or gay rights or you know you, you're allowed to you're allowed to support multiple things at once like that's okay um you probably should you know unless
1: you're taking the rights away from gay people and then going and marching in the pride parade right yeah you know god forbid if you're fucking marching for taking the rights away from no.
0: any person
1: of color girl
0: right well and like right now it's pride month and guess what the gay community is not throwing a fucking fit because right now it's the black community's time. And they know that because they know what it's like. And so, you know, it's like just, if you can just stick yourself in somebody else's shoes for just a minute, I mean, you really have a totally new perception of the world. And, you know, people just aren't doing that enough. So,
1: Well, we're also not up in arms about not getting you know to celebrate pride Month because right. of coronavirus exactly but, you know people right. storm in right. the state to fucking go out to eat and get a drink at a bar right so
0: <laughs> exactly and and we're Perspective just like to key we'll still be gay next year so <laughs> <laughs> right. we'll just do it bigger and better
1: <laughs> we'll move it to july right and then exactly. if we can't do it in july we'll move
0: it to august, august. yeah just keep going <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> you know exactly, and so I mean, you know, that's you know, just I mean, look at that and just compare that to different people. They're so pissed off that people are protesting, and it's like, you know, like I said, people, you know, need to be able to change their perception, and if they don't, just continue to be the voice because that's very important, and you just don't know, like I said, even though that somebody. You might be on the internet, being a keyboard warrior, or you might be out and about, you know, you know, somewhere where you have the chance to stand up. If you have the chance to stand up, you need to do it. And I think that's what's really important with all of this coronavirus rights, all of it. You know, just basic human decency. If you see somebody doing something wrong, say something. <laughs> that's my thing. Accountability. If we are held accountable to our actions. And guess what? We're not going to repeat the, st- the same dumb behavior that gets us in trouble. That's just human nature. Right. So, you know, why don't we just start, even though it might seem, you know, heated at the time, you still need to hold people accountable, so.
1: Especially, girl, white people, especially mm-hmm. when a white person calls a white person out on their racism. I right. don't know why, but right. it just. It blows up sends them into a rage. Yeah, that it makes me like... so
0: angry. <laughs> because at least with the black people, because they haven't done the research and stuff, and then they're like, well... You know these people have lived with it their entire lives so they know the numbers they know everything about it they're like well here this this and this or they just give the simple argument do you fear for your life when you're pulled over by a police officer <laughs> you know and they right. can't say yes you know of them the, not, the can't white say people yes. are
1: either gonna listen or right. they're just gonna continue to be a racist piece of shit right and that's just the way it is but
0: all right guys we're getting too much into the politics and yeah. we'll uh
1: even though I don't think racism is not politics right I don't think it's necessarily
0: politics it can't it can be
1: it's a political issue but it's it shouldn't be a social construct that needs to be dismantled I mean that's another
0: thing right it just shouldn't be it shouldn't be an issue at all I mean you know and that's that's that it shouldn't
1: be a political issue but it is but it is it's also a social issue, right but
0: it's both just like the coronavirus a virus should not be a fucking political issue but it it is you know leave it to america to make everything political (laughs) that's great all All right right. yeah (laughs) let's stop okay guys well we will be back next week um i don't know uh i don't know what we got planned yet but you know maybe we'll do death part two next week i don't know We'll see. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.